0: All right, welcome. Good morning. So, Friday night, I opened up with a question from Reverend Ramon. I always like doing his questions because they're shy of calling again. They're in real time. Um, this one is dated Yud Dalad Kislev Taf Shin Pei Dalet. So that's approximately uh, a month ago. Uh, yeah, uh, two months ago, actually. Um, we'll go over the question again, and then we'll discuss the uh, topic before we get to his answer. Reverend Ramon was asked the following question from a soldier. He says, we are currently stationed somewhere in Gaza, and we don't have a Sefer Torah. He says, the general halacha is that when you don't have a Sefer Torah, when you say Tachnun, you don't put your head down, because you're only supposed to put your head down when you are, when you're Hashem. never heard, what's the source for that? you never, never heard this? Never, no. no. Oh. Like, I mean, like the rug would always do it, and like a, School, we would always do it. So, like, this is like a boring concept. People, so like, this is like everyone's favorite concept. I'll tell you why. So, this is a quick tangent. Rabbi Sobolovsky was once <laughs> traveling, yeah. and he was in. We, in, the we, in the so, so, Rabbi Sabolovsky was once traveling. Well, some people say if there's a Torah in the building, that counts. Wow. But Rabbi Sabolovsky was once traveling, and he was in, I believe, Germany, diving in the airport as you, as you do. And there were a bunch of Hasidim there, and they got a tach, and they said, no tach, and he, he said, why not? And they said, there's no Saver Torah. So he said to them, the Rama says explicitly, when there's no Sefer Torah, you just don't put your head down, but you say Tachnan. And they said, unless there's a Sefer Torah, we're not saying At Which point, someone in the group opened with knapsack and pulled out a Sefer Torah and goes, "I'm actually going to Israel now, bringing a Sefer Torah." And they're like, "Ah, oh, they this detachanun." Same thing happened to me, by the way. I was, I was, I was traveling to Israel on Yom Otzmut. I was in, stopped uh, over in Zurich, and they skipped Tachanun. I said, "You're skipping Tachanun because it's Yom Tzom." They all went down for Tachanun. Either way. So the, uh, the Ramaz says, the, well, well, we'll get there, I mean, we'll get there in a minute. The Ramaz says, the Ramah, the Ramah says that when there is no say Torah, you don't say Tachnon. So Excuse me, you don't put your head down for tachnin. That being said, there are so many psukim in the Torah that mention that when we go out to war, Hashem is with us. Hashem is with us. If that's true, so maybe it's considered enough to be lefnei Hashem, we're in front of God and we should be saying tafna with our head down even though there is no Saber Torah. This is the question we asked Rabbi Ramon. Just a quick step back. Rabbi Salvatrice asked a very, I guess, fundamental question that's as follows. If you think about it, we start off our day, we do all the tefillahs, we do brachos, which we talked about, we skipped zimmer, we'll get there. We get to Shmoneser. Shmoneser is the quintessential prayer of us asking for literally a laundry list of all our needs. You finish Shmon esray, what is there left to still say? Why are we continuing on with Tfila once you conclude what seems to be the major tfilah? The Amidah. You ask for forgiveness, we already did that twice in Shmon Esri, seemingly. So why are we even, what are we doing in Tachna? What's the point of Tachna? If you look in the Gemara and Baruchos, the Gemara and Baruchos actually lists there are a number of tfilos that the Tanaim instituted for themselves that they would say at the conclusion of Davinik. It was their personal tefillah. One of them, by the way, being a l- kind of, l- kind of Tsar. One of them being a l- kind of Tsar, which is a personal tefillah. Other one, the Tefillah's Rav. What's Tefillah's Rav? But so the Yehiratsim we say on Prakirish Achodesh, on, on, that's actually a Tefillah of Rav. He would say that one. He's not over, He would say that. In fact, some Geirses of the Gemara end off Bizchus Tefillah's Rav instead of the way we end off. Because that's what that's what he said. There are a number of personal tefilos. So that's actually one of the sources we have. We have other sources. In the Gemara b'Taplan. The Gemara in uh, in Bamitzia in the fourth parak in the in the end of the fourth parak records a very famous story. The f- famous story of Tanoshach uh, Nai. The story basically goes. I mean, the it's quote it in other context was there was Machlokos Rabbi Elazar and the Chachamim about whether a certain uh, oven, what couldn't conv- could, uh, contract Tuma or not contract Tuma and her really says, If I am right, let the heavens declare I'm right. And a heavenly voice comes out and says, You're right. And they say, We don't listen to you know about the boss call, he- heavenly voice. So if I'm right, the trees will tell you I'm right. If I'm right, the walls of the base will say I'm right. What do you say? I was gonna say, they're they, uh, unfortunate like there's Gemara in Megillah 22, so you're like, We um, thought like, Oh, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. There are numerous Gemaras. Yeah. Um, and, the, and he let the, let the river say I'm right. The river reverses course. And he goes, let the coastly best measures say I'm right. And the walls start to cave in. And basically they say to him, look, the, that's not the way the halachic process works. The way the halachic process works is we use our own logic and deduction. And you can quote all, you can quote all the miracles you want and to perform all the miracles you want. We're not going to rely on that for the halachic process. And ultimately they put him into cheirim. They put him into, they excommunicated him because he wouldn't follow the halachic process. And it talks about how his um, his sister, no, his... So then the Gemara says that he was married to the sister of the person who put him into Cheyrim. And every day that sister would come and disrupt him when he, between him, him finishing Shemun and starting Tachlan. And the Gemara says that one day she miscalculated, she thought it was Rosh Chodesh, so he wasn't saying Tachlan, it wasn't Rosh Chodesh, and he said Tachlan, and basically bad things befell her, bro- um, bad things befell, um, her brother. Why? So the Gemara, seems to, the Gemara says that the power of going from Sh- going from Shmona Esrei to Tachna without an interruption, makes it that your tefillahs are answered. And Rav R- R- Shechter quotes this all the time. and says, this is, you know, this is brought down, and in Sh- in Mishabur quotes this, this base Yosef quotes this, that there's some sort of special power to our, that our tefillahs will get answered if we don't have a hefzeg, a break between our tefillah and our Shmona, and, uh, Sh- Shmona Esrei and Tachna. I thought perhaps, this is my own, my own thought, that I do not think anyone who said this, but if you think about it, if Elokay Nish- Elokai Nitz- Elokai Nitzar, is really part of tachanun. Is really part of tachanun. Meaning it's that that we, it's a personal prayer at the end of, at the end of our our tefillah. It's part of Tachnan. So the reason we don't have, we're not supposed to have a break is because tachanun in a way is part of Esrei. And I'll give you two proofs for this. Again, this is my own thinking. One is when do we say kaddish to The kaddish where we say God accept our prayers. We say, I, 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 The cl- conclusion after tachanun. We don't sit before tachanun. We say it after tachanun. So much so that even the we say that the chazan. When does the Chazan take us three steps back? We all take our three steps back when we finish Monesre. The Chazan waits until after the Kaddish Tizgabel because it's one big unit. That's why also if someone walks out of Shul and you only have nine people, you still can see that Kaddish because the Kaddish is going on to But Tachlan is put in there as well because Tachlan in the way is part of Monesre. And that's where the Rav says as follows. Well. The Rav says that we are Jews as a people. We're also Jews as an, as an individual. It writes the Rav in uh, in, in that there's a standardized text of prayer because. Kind of like you know we can go through all the reasons why that is. It could be that's what we're supposed to aspire to. The standardized text is supposed to tell us. Essentially, you might not care about you know Yushalayim being rebuilt or the, the Davidic dynasty being uh, uh, being restarted. But God's saying these are the things you should care about. Whatever the reason is, there's a standardized prayer. But then there's also we are our own personality, have our own prayers. And what what lo is, what is we're supposed to at the end of the evening, is insert our own prayers, make it personal, talk about what we need, talk about what we what, what we need. That's what Tachnon is. Tachnon tachina, Is Tachinah, is, is, is that sort of prayer of where we're, we're, we're personalizing our prayer. So much so that it seemingly, seemingly, Elokina tsar is Tachnon and then it continues to the Tachnon when we sit down. And it's very possible that... the re- Why are we sitting down? Again, this, the, the, the post can talk about this because what we're doing effect- effectively is we're saying, God, we're doing everything. <laughs> we're sitting in, pr- in prayer, we're standing in prayer, and then until we get to the point where it's our own personal prayers, we're just throwing ourselves on the floor, basically. Which, by the way, when you look at the Gamar McGill that Daniel just quoted, it's literally we're, we're prostrating ourselves on the floor. And now we just put our head down and we're saying, we're doing every single position possible. And now we're just basically saying, God, I need your help. Standing didn't work. Sitting didn't work. Now I'm going to personalize my prayer. I'm going to tell you, this is what I really need. This is what I need in my life. Please help me. There's a sense of dependency that really comes out there. We really depend on you, God, and we're going to throw ourselves down in prayer like that. It's one long prayer. You have a question? What else? Why does the Torah? Have to be there? Beware! Oh, so we'll we'll get we'll get we'll get there, get to the Torah part of it, but um, or we won't get to it, but we'll we'll see in a second. Um, but it's so that that's again that's one aspect of it. It happens to be that the Ruv has another, another point which I, I don't want to get into. I don't want to get into fully now. Where the Ruv seemingly argues that who are we to stand in front of the king? You know, like a stand straight and tall. When you stand in front of the king begging for your life, you're, you're crouched over. And seemingly, the ideal position of tefillah would be crouched over, and we have some sort of dispensation to sometimes stand straight and tall. But I don't want to... I mean, I think that figures in, but that's just... Okay. So, the, show, the Mishdebur even quotes this gemar, by the way. The Mishdebur quotes this gemar. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have a hefzik, a break between our Shun Esri and our Tachnan. Where what? Yeah, yeah, um, what, yeah. Um. I should have written it down. Um lamad Alf, I believe. It should be like the second art of Mr. Brewer there. Um, he quotes his Gemara. He also quotes his Gemara in, in, in above metzia Mr. Brewer quotes it. Again, my I thought is because really it's one long tefillah. that the I mean Tachin's a natural progression from tefillah Shmanesri, going from these more communal prayers where we're diving for the claw, we're diving for these broader things. Now we're really making it personal, we're throwing ourselves down in prayer and say, God, I need you. Even in your anger, God, I need you. Um, what does it mean not to have Have F6? The post can talk about the post was, The post can talk about. You know, if it's you could say I'm a man, a man you but that you could say. Um, other things you need for davening, you can turn to the Gabbai and say, by the way, did you choose so and so for tefillah? Those you could say, but when it comes to other things you should not have a break. I mean, generally, we shouldn't talk. But we should try to minimize those sort of those sort of breaks. Um, I'm not going to get into now the days we say tachlin, the days we don't say tachlin. There is a whole list. Although I once saw from Rav Chaim Kanievsky, this is probably everyone's favorite, Rav Chaim Kedievsky, He says nowadays, Suffolk tachlin lahakel. When in doubt. Don't do tachlan. Seems to be the minhag. But where does that really come from? So there happens to be, there's a machlok we showed him about is tachlan is mandatory or it's just a minhag. The, the Rev. go and says it's a minhag. The Rabbim seems to say it's part of Tfilah, which, by the way, the Rabbim seems to embrace. It's really part of Shmonesrei The As the Rabbin writes, what is, what, is what is Tfilah? It's we, we thank God for things, we, uh, we praise God, and we ask we we, we, ask we personalize, it and we say we need things. And it might just be an extension of just not just Attachon and them Das or Rafainu is also the Tachtan itself. Uh, the Gonim think it's only a minhag. That's the source probably why there are some places that are very lenient when it comes to Tachtan. You, you go to certain uh, shoals in our neighborhood and they never say tachtan. They never say tachtan. There's a yard site, there's a this, there's a that, they don't say tachtan. Why? Because that's I mean, everyone likes to skip that. I once said there's there's no simcha in a Jewish man's life like finding out you don't have to say tachtan on a Monday or a Thursday. But um that, that's the source for it. Although other places in the Litvish world, where all the Rambam, they um, they're, they're much more Machmer of David Kav. You remember Rav David Kav from KBY? He once said to me, when he was a chassin, he was davening somewhere, and they kicked him out. We need to say Taftan. Please walk out of the room. That the the for you. Okay. So that being said, what about this idea which we brought up, which Daniel never heard of because he's a, he's a real Talmud of the Rub over here learned in those institutions, that you only say when there's a when you lift So it starts off in the Chuva here. Rabbi Ramon says lo, vishon. Most vishon don't say this. The Gemara doesn't say this. The Gemara talks about as you said, like Martin talks about literally prostrating yourself on the floor, which is why most of Kufla and Allah, for A lot of it is all about the different laws of when you're allowed to put yourself on the floor, when you're not allowed to put yourself on the floor. The whole idea of covering our face on, on, on Yom Kippur when we go down for the Avodah, or on Yom Shana for Aleinu—that's all in that in that in that parsha over there. That, up there, the Rokeach was a very important. He's a very important Rishon. He's a very important Rishon. But he's one of the. I mean, he's a, he's important enough that the Ramah quoted him. Like there are lots of Rishonim. Who say lots of things, but if you make it into Sholchan Aruch, clearly, you know the Ramah thought you know you, it was something worth put put in there. So Rokeach writes, "Sheein li'pol a'panav k'shein sefer Torah." Because of siman davar Yeshua, because of a Hashem, it says Yeshua uh, put himself down, prostrate himself le'arn Hashem in front of the Aron Hashem. Mashvashad nefila k'shein se'ver Torah. This implies that it's nefila when it's in the sefer Torah. By the way, just point that again. These, this is one of the areas in the halacha where there's a lot of Kabbalah mixed in. You even really find in the Mishtaburah a lot of Kabbalah. Why don't you say it at night? Um, the halacha is the, the B'shochnar says you say taqlan sitting, not standing. But if you need to, you can say it's standing. You can say it's standing. It says the Mishnahbura, but all the all Kabbalists say you say it's sitting down. This comes up, and you're diving in a minion on an airport, and you see, what do you do? You have to sit down. You have somebody to see someone leaning against the wall to so do that. Why are you lean against the wall? Because you're supposed to be sitting. You're supposed to be sitting. Also, again, also, it plays into the whole idea that if we're trying to cover all areas, both standing and sitting and laying down, or someone laying down, so that's what it is. There's a lot of Kabbalah mixed in here. Fine. Amnon. Um, posim. says the Rev. Ramon, it's clear, if the, if the Rokeach is really the source for this, and everyone's quoting the Rokeach, so this is not a halacha in the sense that there's no other options. Like Sometimes the Ramon will quote, this is what we should do, but you look around, and everyone says it, so that's the halacha. And sometimes it's quoting, this is the minna that developed, but clearly this is not halacha p'suka. Also, okay, fine. So it's interesting. He, Robert, the way Rabbi Mohan wants to learn it is that if you're in front of the Aaron, so you, you have to you know, do, do again, this defila of, of putting your head down. It doesn't say anywhere if you're not there, you don't have to just implies that seemingly being in front of the Aaron Kodesh somehow engenders an obligation that at some point during davening, go like this. Why would that be? It could very well be because what are we doing? We're standing in front of saying We're pleading for our life. We're pleading for everything. And sometimes when you plead, you really just, you know, you, you, you bend over. Instead of standing straight and tall, you're bending over. Yeah? But here is context. The idea of you know, I not really take Correct. Especially when fighting. So, so have have I don't know if you spoke to Rabbi Moon before he wrote the tshuva, but you're, what you're saying, we're, we're going to see in a minute. We're going to see this in a minute. We're going to see this in a minute. He's, he's the best. You're the best. He's really the best. I had a tshuva from this week I sent to Rabbi Reese. A tshuva. It was an interesting tshuva. Here's he just wrote back, classic Rabbi Ramon. Sources, the compassion, you know, all together. Okay. So he said as follows. Um... So, um now, again, it's important to recognize, and I mentioned this again to Daniel, when I was in Yeshiv Tana Pasaic, remember this very clearly, we had a mincha room. The mincha room was on the third floor. They didn't want to take all these kids down upstairs and downstairs, because you know how it was when kids got, go up and downstairs. The, the, every foot you travel with a bunch of kids... Is just another foot where something is going to go wrong. So we went to the minch room, which is the room next door. We did we did tachta, and everyone said, "Oh, Rav Meir Stern said there's a sefer Torah in the building." So again, you, what does it mean to have a sefer Torah? How accessible does it have to be? What, are, what does it have to be sefer Torah? What if there are other svarim? What if there are other svarim? Some postmen say other svarim work. The Stipler, I believe, in the, Kinesk, the in his house, in his house, he would do, he would do ta'chne put his head down because there were other svarim in the room. He was yeshara okay, Um so here, by the way, he says it a little bit as well here um, Awesome answer your point he, said, he says it This is Ramon talking Any time we talk about God revealing himself in Tanakh Yesh in the field There's the language of falling Avram falls over Avram falls over By Elio they fall over Vod rabbles so he, what he, first of all what he what he does is says is there's no iser, there's no problem of bowing of putting your head down even with no separate Torah. I guess the assumption could be like if you're if you're standing in front of the king, maybe you're not allowed to put your head down. He goes, no, you're allowed to put your head down. So that's number one, right? So we're working towards an answer. Like don't worry, if you want to put your head down, that's definitely allowed. But more than that. I can tell you the opposite. Maybe you should put your head down. so This is the uh, point I said a minute ago. Potentially, if you're standing in front of the Melech Malcham Lachem, standing in front of God, who are you to stand straight and tall? Let's turn arrogance to that, right? Even if you look at Shulchan Archa, It talks about certain things you shouldn't do, and probably again, it's more societal. How you shouldn't you know, go like this. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't stand straight up. Some people say you're only diving like this. Why? Because and some say no, you should stand straight and tall. It's different. There's different uh, halachas, but uh, what, it, what it comes out to is you're standing in front of Hashem. So he says maybe tefillah should be nifilah, and the chiddush and the novelty of our tefillah is that we do standing. Meaning, maybe standing is what is uh, standing is the abnormality here. How can you stand up? Because why the mitzvahs of standing in front of Hashem is to be to be to be uh, humble. Ella, there's a het there. There's a dispensation to stand to to to, to stand straight and tall. And therefore, when you do Tachnon, which is supposed to be sitting, put your head down. This, in fact, Rabbi Salvechik says, and uh, Daniel says as well. It's where it's coming from. Okay. Good company. Good company, yes. However, so that being said, so what we have right now is he said, certainly you're, you're allowed to sit. Maybe even the this, this, should be done sitting, except that we have some sort of dispensation to be standing. He says, but the Ramah says you should be sitting. If there's no Sefer Torah, you sit down, but you don't, you don't put your head down. You don't put your head down. Why? It's not totally clear. Now, let's, pre- now let's, go, let's go to our question. Our question. Can you put your head down in the machinat tzvai, the, in, the, in the army camp? As the Torah says many times, ki And Hashem says, nah Hashem, your God, will be in, within the midst of your camp. to save you, all to To put your enemy before you. kadosh, etc., etc. Constantly, the Torah reminds us God is in the camp of the... Right, not only Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere, but certainly in the camp. Fine. And therefore, fascinating, there's a, there's a precedent, Harv Toh who was a Rav in Yerushalayim in the, turn of the, century, in the, in the last uh, century. He wrote many of the works, the early works about the Medina. He was one of the first to really write um, these sort of works. He also was an expert in the calendar. He wrote books about the calendar. Listen to what he write. Kosov, Shebi Yerushalayim, Hanichshev is Hashem. In Yerushalayim we considered Lefnei Hashem. And that is the minute and they always put their head down. Why is it they always put their head down? Whether it's a Torah or not a Sivet Torah, the Yushalayim is Lefnei Hashem, which brings us back to some things we've discussed earlier. Where's Joshi? We discussed this with the right? That Lefnei in fact, that's, it's Lefnei Hashem. We're not going to get into that right now. Similarly, how Rav Shalom Zaman Orbach says it's only in the Iratika in the Old City, but, but the fact is, here's another precedent where there's no Sivet but it's considered there's a heightened... Uh, presence of God's presence in the Old City or in Yerushalayim in general and therefore, Kuczynski said you, don't, you always put your head down so again, here's a fourth source for this as well um, I saw Rav Moshe as a tshuva he says this as well he says the same idea he was, he was substantiating the minhag he said, it's the thing Hashem so Rav Moshe says this as well he didn't quote Rav Moshe but I saw it from Rav Moshe next he says there are post-games we mentioned a minute ago, who said, when you're around Sifre Kodesh, other Sifre Kodesh, you should put your head down. Other Svarim. Now I'll tell you, one of the most amazing things about this war, as we're seeing now, is just again, I guess you have 75 years in the country, the way the, way the Hezer movement has started you know, in the, in the 50s has now really taken over in Israel. So many of the combat soldiers are religious. Like a very high percentage of them are religious. In fact, um, Rabed our said that he heard... Two of his, I mean, his son and his friend were talking about which, which uniform is better. no matter Aleph, in Bays. he's like, what a boring conversation. And then one guy said, no, because in whichever uniform it was, the pockets are bigger and you can fit the Chumash Rashi in it. Uh Ashur Weiss, who we've called all the time, he printed a special Minchas Asher, pocket size, of his svarim to send out because many of his Talmudim were going to war. Art School did a special printing of the, of the, of the daf. Before I guess, well, We did last but DaAF Gittin, I, was getting, No. Yeah, getting. and I guess now in also Babakama, because so many of the soldiers are learning. So he says, look, there might not be a savior Torah, but there are, there, are, there, are, there are Svarim. There are Svarim. I just saw there was this, this, this uh, one of the soldiers who was killed, who I'm connected with somewhat, they found in his bags when he turned, he actually, he, apparently he had a reading disability, he had a very hard time learning, but he brought with him a Mesil sesharim to the battle. The, 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 give me a second. I want, when I finish, I'll get back to it. There are so many svarim there, and therefore says, and therefore says, Rabbi says Rav Trimon Kadosh There are svarim among our chayalim. And he says as follows. But you know what? That's just a syrup. That's just a, a nice sniff. lahakel. I don't need. This idea, this hetter of having other Svarim to put Taktan, because Charles' idea, we're talking about the, the, the army camp of the Jewish people, and God's presence is there. So don't, I don't need to go any, any other hetter. God's presence is there. And just one more source, I want to bring this up because we came up last year, and I always like doing Chazara. If you recall last year, we learned the, the Mitzvah Chatzotras, Mitzvah, it was a mem, uh, Memtes or Nuntes, I think it was mem, Nuntes. We talked about why we don't have Chatzotras nowadays. So we said, the other, well, the first question we asked was the Magan Mishnah says, there, when the Ramam says there are two times we, we have mitzvahs to blow chatzotzos, one time karbanos in the base of Middash, and also when you go out to battle, you also blow the with the trumpets. Says the Magan Mishnah, it seems like two totally disparate reason, uh, reasons. Why is it not two different mitzvahs? Mitzvah mentes, mitzvah, nem, uh, I think it's nun, nun tes, and uh, samach, or nun, nun tes, nun Why is it one mitzvah? So we quoted a chaskuni who says, because when you blow the shofar, base in the camp, it's supposed to remind you of the karbanos, and then you either invoke divine mercy, or you're supposed to do tshuva. Rav Moshe seemingly took a step further and said, the reason nowadays we don't blow a shofar, you go out to battle, why are you not blowing shofar? He says, because you're supposed to use the very shofar of the base of Miggosh. And we can't do that, it would be me'ilah. Again, what perhaps we're driving there as well, is there's some sort of gang, very strong connection about being a, the Machina is not just a camp, but it's a Makamashrinna, almost like the base of Migdash. That was just my own Okay, fine. So let's bring it all together. The Maisa, what how do we paskin? We know Tachna, and we just said is seemingly part of is part of Shmonesrei. So much so it's part of Shmonasra, it's the part where we literally just beseech God and the, the, the and Tanaim had their own Tfila. They made up. Right? Look again, the kind of tsar is not part of Shmonesra, it's a Tsvila that we we added on to Shmonesre from one of the, the Amarayan. That's when you add in your own Tfilas. We throw ourselves down in front of God again. We don't have a hefsek because it's part of it's right. We say kaddish afterwards again. It's part of it's right. We said tachmos is a very important part. Yet somehow we're only supposed to say it. We only put our heads down in front of Aaron kodesh. Why that is, we're not totally sure. Although Rabbi Moan said seemingly, seemingly, and quoting the Rav, all should we said in a position of of this of, of, of humble of, of, of crouched over. But we have a special heather not to do it in the in the machina. Of the, of the Tzavai Hashem is present. Kling Hashem is present. So much so, I, says for every moan, I don't need another hetter having all this svarim there. So what do we do? Lemaisai says, says as follows: The machinat tzvai, this is bolded. You could do tachnon without a Torah Notice he didn't say skip tachnon. Tachnon is a very important part of Davit. Because God's presence is in the camp. And then he says, this is he adds his own personal thing And by the way, Ramon recently said I, 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 my, my biggest regret when I went to Israel was I, missed, I missed him, we were supposed to have a barbecue together I missed him, but I heard an interview where He said he hasn't washed his suit Since his suit jacket, since the war started He goes, because he's hugged thousands and thousands Of soldiers with it, how can he wash that suit? He's literally spending his days He's one of the most busy people I know He's a rabbi of a huge kihila he's the, he's the Rosh, Hash, Rosh hashiva in, in, in Mahonlev He's the he runs this organization called Sula which does all this Torah programming and also helps people find jobs. Like it's, um, it's a lot of chesed, and he's still finding time to do. Spending a lot of time with the soldiers. Just one quick note: recently, he also I didn't I didn't even know this in an interview he talked about. And it was, he just mentioned he pioneered some sort of Mishnah program to teach Mishnah to, to Jewish kids. There are about like hundred thousand kids doing this. They had a huge CM where the president of Israel is going to be there, and Rabbi Ramon filmed himself. Addressing the Siam. So his daughter said to him, Wait, why didn't you go to that? That was your program. He said, Look at the date. He goes, Two months ago, we made up we were going to go down south together and have a, just a date together, me and his, him and his daughter. And then the president called i said, sorry, I'm busy that day. I have uh, something in my schedule. He talked about the importance of learning to balance family with being a rabbi. You know, you have to figure that out. Part of it is, and the president calls, If you have a date with your daughter, you don't push off the date with your daughter. He's, he's an amazing person. But listen to what he says. So he said, Again, this is someone who's literally been in the running around, He's probably even gone into Gaza somewhat, but he's running around the, with the soldiers. I can testify. When I go to the army camps to visit them, in the last few weeks, I can, I can literally feel God's presence among these soldiers. And therefore appears, Saying it feels repaying, putting your head down without a separate Torah. He goes, it's 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 clear that they 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 have this better understanding. They know what it means to be left Hashem. and that's in this feeling of that your Hashem is part. A very important it's essential part of what it means to be involved in a holy war in a holy war <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> to have this feeling and this knowledge that what we're involved in is not just a war for territory a war for safety or peace but it's actually a war that's a mitzvah this is something that's come. it's a Hashem Hashem is found with us Hashem is found with us Hashem fights with us to save us to put an army for us that? and we will be, we will win this war. So he seems to say it's it's actually important the soldiers do put their heads down. So they have this feeling that Hashem, because a central part of fighting this battle is this feeling and this recognition that we're fighting for something much more existential than even the state of Israel. But that we're fighting God's war. and This is what God wants us to be doing. But Hashem, he writes. We should continue to go on with strength, with heroism. Shat'al yatzliak, that will win over and destroy this evil, cruel enemy, Lachnil to really obliterate them. to return the glory to the Knesset We Hashem to bring quote, quote from the from the um, from the liturgy of the high holidays, Hashem should give glory to his people. Shetachzene b'royim v'shleimen b'nefesh b'guf and return everyone healthy, both in nefesh and in guf, in, in body and emotions and spirit. V'shiniske l'sheves b'sholm should be zocher to live and dwell in tranquility and peace. Ba'achdos he adds in, and unity. Ba'ava in love. Baratena kedoshin our holy land. Yosef tvi remote. Wish you all a wonderful week.